0: You are listening to Live from Rye with Timberlina and Justina.
1: Oh, you can hear me then.
0: Yes, I've got a dove in my house Yeah, He's my new pet. His name's David. On? Oh, David. The dove. I'm enjoying the last of this weather. I think it's going to get a little wet tomorrow. But um, we well, need it, the... Well,
1: they keep, they keep saying hit and miss. So I hope we're a hit and not a miss.
0: <clears throat> a hit for the rain. Yes,
1: we need yeah. rain for our veggies,
0: don't we? We do need rain. I'm out there once maybe twice a day watering which just feels but it feels so strange to do that now well it's now June but I was doing it at the end of May just seemed like a very odd time to be watering the garden reminded me of when I was younger and my parents would you know or your grandparents and they'd water the garden but it felt like that was much later in the year yes that's right yeah July
1: and August
0: yeah you know what I mean I do so I'm finding that very strange, but at the same time, I'm not knocking it, and I am enjoying it.
1: maybe today yes there's the first day, so far, no wind. I might make it for a swim.
0: that's a very good idea
1: first of the year
0: and well observed about there not being any wind, we went to pet level yesterday to walk along the beach, and there were some people indeed on the beach and in the sea but I have to say, you know that cold breeze when you come out the water, Justina. Call me, call me cowardly, but I can't do it. Cowardly.
1: Oh,
0: I don't like it. I'm At also. Least you went in. Oh, we didn't go in. No, I didn't go in. No.
1: Oh well, I wouldn't go in either. When the um, there's a wind, the sea's a lot more frisky. So you're trying to get <laughs> in, and then um, you suddenly get smacked by a cold <laughs> wave. Yeah and then the wave goes down and then you've got the wind on the cold wave and the cold, oh, it's there. You have
0: to be really, you have to breathe very slowly, I think, don't you? And you have to breathe fully when you go in. Yes, cold. you're probably right. They say yeah. that when you fall into, if you fall into cold water, the what you have to do to calm yourself down is to breathe slowly and just lower your heart rate and then okay. actually you can relax into that. So when you go in later, try that, see if that works. And then you can oh, tell I have me all about said it. I'm
1: going in. Oh, okay. I said I'm going in. I'm thinking about it. Might be an opportunity.
0: Well, the high tide this evening will be eight forty-five.
1: Oh no, it's too late for me. Okay. Maybe. Uh, well, if I catch this side of it, maybe seven seven forty-five.
0: I was seven... going to say you could go down about seven thirty. That might work. It m- might still be warm by then. Darling, I've got a terrible frog in my throat. I don't know why it's doing that, but um, so forgive me. I'm a little. Is it bit... the marsh frog? <laughs> It might be a marsh frog. Yes. Yeah. Snuck in there in the night, I think.
1: I I went for a, a lovely walk yesterday. Um, round the it was public footpath, but it was round these orchards. They've got so many orchard apple and pear orchards. Um, mm. at Iden. Yes. And um, on the on the other side to the orchard, the other side of the hedge, there was uh, a pond. A big pond, and the noise of the marsh frogs. Love it. Was deafening. Love it. So, what, what I usually do is oh, I must take a recording. You see, mm-hmm. so I got my phone out. Shh, don't say anything. Got my phone out. Pressed play. Pressed a record. Dead silence. <laughs> they know.
0: <laughs> no. Well, you have to do, you have to get it out really kind of casual-like, like you know, okay. as if you're not really recording, and then pretend you're making a phone call.
1: Do you think they were sitting uh, in the bushes with binoculars? They could see me getting it out and see what I was thinking. Probably. Yeah, I reckon.
0: Probably conspiring. Do you know, yeah. I wonder if that's how um, Sir Paul of McCartney came about writing his Frog Chorus song. I wonder if he was about, because you know he lives locally
1: yes and well i wonder
0: if that was what inspired him
1: you you would get a lot of inspiration from the from nature around you wouldn't you i would think
0: <gasps> oh you would wouldn't you i mean uh, i do Well we do
1: yeah yeah we do
0: blackbird, blackbird singing, singing in, the in
1: the dead of night
0: apparently he wrote that in a house in rye
1: did he i'm yes. not surprised yeah
0: Yes. Um, Tell me about your elderflower party. You had an elderflower party on Sunday, didn't you?
1: Well, it all went pear-shaped, actually, because... Oh, no! um, Well, yes, because um, some people weren't going... said they suddenly said they couldn't come, and then someone else couldn't come. And then I thought, well, that's the end of my party then. And I was wondering... Oh, and then um, one of my lovely family... um, My son, Nick, he said, "Okay, Mum, right, you've got to open that elderflower today, otherwise it's going to explode. So FaceTime us when you're opening it. We'll open a bottle as well, and we'll have a little party like that. Well, what happened was I got a message from some friends saying, oh, we're out and about. Can we come and sit in your garden for a little while? So they came, and they brought beer, and I said, no, you don't want beer. I've got just the thing for you. And so we had it then. And I actually wrapped it in a towel. So terrified was ah. it that was I that was going to explode any minute. <laughs> and it didn't explode at all. Uh, but it was lovely, delicious, very fragrant and delicately elderflower. Uh, a little gentle face. So we nice managed the whole face. bottle.
0: <clears throat> Good. Did you up. say you made some other cakey things as well?
1: Um. No, I I do sometimes. I'm going to make some cordial, but I haven't got. um, I need to get some lemons and oranges and some more sugar. I've got the other ingredients. I've got the most beautiful bushes, elderflower, dripping, dripping with flowers.
0: Incredible this year! Just outside my fence. Mm. Um, Obviously, a very ancient, famous old plants. I did have to. I did have a little look up the elderflower, the elder tree. Well, it's very interesting. I hadn't realised that it. it's, it's sort of a sacred plant and has been for many, many hundreds of years. Traditionally, it is a place of refuge in thunderstorms. Wow! Um, it's also its medicinal qualities of the elder flowers are quite uh, quite astonishing. Many country folk would not cut or burn the wood for fear of upsetting the elder mother. Um, regarded sacred, I think very nurturing, very sort of top of the matriarch pyramid, shall we say, in the old um, old country life. Apparently, Jesus's cross, Christ's cross was made from elderwood. Did you know that?
1: No, really?
0: Yes, yes. Well, that and must it's...
1: have been a very, very ancient elder then to be thick enough and heavy mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Mustn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And apparently, yes, if you want to see fairies, you stand under the elder tree on Midsummer's Eve, but be careful not to go to sleep because they'll carry you away, it says here.
1: Yeah, do you believe or not all those things?
0: Fairies being carried mm-hmm. away? I'd like to, but I think I'm getting a bit old for it, really.
1: Yeah, I know what, what you me? mean. I did when I was little. Yeah. I convinced myself I'd seen fairies at the bottom of the garden, and I convinced myself so well I believed it. But right at the back of me somewhere... I knew it wasn't really true, Mm. but I wanted it to be, you know.
0: Fairies, no, I think I was probably more into UFOs, really. Oh, were you? Yes, probably when I was about seven or eight. And I also had a great affinity with birds for some reason.
1: They're flying things.
0: They are flying things, yes.
1: And, And UFOs as well. What did you, uh, what was it about UFOs? Did you want to go in one or did you believe that you want to believe there were outer being, other beings from outer space or something?
0: I think there was an element of that. I think there was also a great desire to be wanted to be whisked away by some sort of benevolent force. Yeah. I was a great fan of Enid Blyton's book, The Magic Faraway Tree.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's a good yeah.
0: book, isn't it? Very good book. Um, and apparently, you know, I, as much as I acknowledge that Enid Blyton is slightly problematic these days for numerous reasons, but yeah. the idea that you climbed a tree and then found a fantasy world—I th- yeah, I was very into that. When yeah,
1: was, that. Well, yeah, <clears throat> I I get that too.
0: Do you still get that
1: fantasy world? Yeah. Well. My fancy was usually uh, full of alarm and panic cause, <laughs> <laughs> because because uh, it's um, it's it's bad things usually. Really? Yeah.
0: Because I said um, for me, I, I would have said that it was the bad things in the real world that made me want to be whisked away by a UFO. <laughs> yeah, spin, you know? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've, I've obviously got it wrong. You've got it right.
0: <laughs> well, never happened,
1: um, but no. No, it's nice to have somewhere to go though, isn't it, that, that reassures you and you feel safe.
0: Yeah. Did you ever have a secret hideout when you were little or a secret place?
1: Not a secret place, no. I had this shed in the garden and that was I was allowed to have that as my shed. My mother used to bring home in the olden times this was, when you didn't really throw things away, and used to get um have um, when you used to typewriter you had ribbons on it. Yeah. And the ribbons used to come in tins when they were new. And she used to bring home the empty tins from work. Mm, and I used to get <laughs> um, two flower pots, put one on top of the other, and have a candle. And then I used to cook in, in these typewriter tin lids over the candle. What would you cook? Uh, tomatoes, half a tomato <laughs> at half a time. Half tomato. <laughs> yeah, and an egg
0: once. Really?
1: Yeah, but I don't think it. I mean, it was all very dodgy. Funny, I don't know because it was a wooden shed. It would have been a disaster if my candle had fallen over or anything.
0: Well, it would have done. But yeah. Fortunately, that didn't happen. By the sound of it.
1: No, that was my my little house ha- my home there in there.
0: Oh, how sweet! Now I'm just Welcome reading the yeah. the medicinal properties of the elder bark, leaves, flowers and berries have been used in domestic medicine since the days of Hippocrates.
1: Well, my book says um, the generic name is Sambucus. And it's, it's used by Pliny and derived from the Greek Sambuco, referring to the Roman musical instrument. Yeah, and it's been thought of as a witch's tree.
0: Ah. Yeah, I read something about if it's a prote- yes, it's an elder is sort of as a protective tree. If it, um, it would keep evil spirits from entering the house if it's grown outside of a front door or a back door. Yeah, that's door.
1: interesting because I've got here, you know, we do that with Holly, don't we? Oh, do we? Yeah, we have a Holly tree. You often see a Holly tree by the door. In my book, it says it's the Isle of Man where it was planted outside the door against oh.
0: witchcraft. Wow. Just the Isle of Man. Yeah. Interesting.
1: And on May Eve, the leaves would be picked and fixed to doors and windows for extra protection.
0: Wow. Yes, I had no idea. It had such an abundant history. Brood elder bark also makes an excellent medicine for mothers after childbirth to soothe pain and replenish energy.
1: Now, it is an interesting thing. It says here, tradition has it that Judas hanged himself on an elder. But actually, that's not true. Uh, Judas hanged himself on a tree called a cerasus Siliquestrum, that's a great... uh, which is um, a, a Mediterranean tree. Although there's some in Iden, I don't know how they found their way in Iden. Mm. Um, and that's traditionally the tree that Judas hanged himself on. So I don't know about that.
0: How, how do you How do you know that?
1: Well, because when I I've, I've been to Greece, lucky enough to be, go go on the grand tour of Greece, so all the wonderful sites. And um, to go in April when the um, Circe Silicastrum is in flower. And it's an unusual tree because the flowers come out of the the tree itself, out of the bark, you know, on the branches, not out of a new shoot with, you know. Um, And, uh, yeah, I was told many times, yes, it's a Circe Silicastrum and um, it's the tree said to be the tree Judas hanged himself on.
0: Um, I'm very impressed with your pronunciation, obviously. That sounds fascinating. The flowers come straight out of the bark.
1: Yeah. I Um, can't think where um, there's one. I know where there's, um, I've seen two in Idaho. One is in the garden where I work, which is on a farm. And the other one, I can't remember where I saw it. If I remember it, I'll tell you and you can go and have a look.
0: And I will also, well, after this, I will um, ask you how to spell it, and then I will look it up on the on the internet. Yeah, but the, the
1: thing to say is, well, if you ask a silly question, you'll get a silly answer. Oh, very, clever.
0: very clever. Very <laughs> clever. Anyway, very clever. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm just very fascinated by the elders' abundant presence all over the all over the. I don't know what would you call it, Europe's. South and Southern Europe, well, Middle East, by the sounds of it as well, if indeed it was used. Well,
1: it it, it is one, it's like a, um, it is one of those, uh, it's a weed really, isn't it? Because it grows in little cracks by my front door, Mm. I have to pull it out. Oh, do you? Um, Yeah, Um, yes, it it does, it grows in every little crack. So it's a bit like, I always think, when the end of the world comes, we'll be covered in ivy and elder.
0: Ivy, elder and budliers.
1: Badlyers, oh, nice, and also um, um, bindweed,
0: bindweed, and horsetails.
1: Yeah, yeah I, oh, horsetail. Yeah, although horsetails not native to this country, is it? Is it not? No, I, I do believe it was imported by um, from Japan, uh, really? not that long ago. Actually, I mean, like you know, within the last hundred or two hundred years, not very long ago
0: so now, i was under the impression that horsetail is a very ancient like prehistoric plant and it's been around
1: yeah right i think it is
0: and it's probably What's because that that's called? why it's so e- hard to...
1: equestrum isn't it that's called yes that's the one equestrum <clears throat> i'm just having a look to see if that's
0: there i just if learned you know, this morning that its rhizome its rhizome and its root system go down as far as seven feet Really? Yes, it's very hard to get rid of if you if you have horse tails. Very hard to well, get. Well,
1: that's yeah, that's right. It is, and Super and it, it apparently grows up through concrete.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of plants it can do. actually
1: penetrate.
0: That's one of the things that gives me hope about the potential uh, end of the world, as as it seems to be happening, is the fact that all of these plants are going to break through all of the concrete, and it's going to look yeah. fantastic again.
1: <clears throat> well, it'll only be that one, I think. Is it? I don't
0: know of any others uh, that break through concrete. I don't know if. That, do you mean that they break through it from the from underneath and up? Surely, underneath, yeah. Yeah, can, oh, okay. Just, they they just keep through.
1: going, innit?
0: Yeah. Because presumably, if you've got a little seed that got caught in the concrete, then that can start growing. That happens a lot. Yeah. Doesn't
1: it? yeah. No, they actually actually come up through the concrete.
0: And I also discovered that. I'm also being savagely attacked by a lot of bramble ferns, you know, the sort of foresty ferns, the tall ones at the moment. In my I know. Barn, which I find, yeah. I thought you were here the other day at a social distance, obviously. And That's I was showing nice. Yeah. And again, very deep rhizomes that they have, very difficult to get rid of. And I'm not a huge fan of glycosophate or glyphosate. No. I can't remember how you pronounce it. So I'm always a bit reluctant to sort of use a weed killer. But um, these things are... And I mean, they're just voracious, they just pop up everywhere. And the thing is, if you pull them out of the ground, I think it's if you drop, if, is it the spores on the leaves? You have to be very careful because they're carcinogenic. So that's right,
1: yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. that
0: too. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so that's been fun, keeping an eye on them. Anyway, so how have you been in, on a culinary front lately?
1: Well, I've had a bit of a dearth recently, To have to say. Um, I'm going to make some, uh, yeah, cordial, elderflower cordial when I get the, the, the total agreed, uh, ingredients. Um, but uh, food-wise, uh, I've, I've not been connected really, actually. How about you?
0: Well, to be honest, I've been cooking like a wild thing.
1: Oh, tell me. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Mm. I need inspiration.
0: Well, we're getting all our groceries delivered by local grocers, which is great. And now we can sort of order exactly what we want, which is also incredibly handy. Um, I'm just sort of being a little bit more, I'm just trying to think a bit more out of the box. I've gone very Mediterranean this week. We had a gazpacho yesterday
1: Mm,
0: where very controversially, since I didn't have any cucumber, I replaced the cucumber with a celery.
1: Oh, lovely.
0: And I have to say it worked very well. Very good for your blood pressure. Very good for
1: your blood pressure. Lower, high it, high lower water it.
0: content. Lower, lower, higher, higher. <laughs> um and then today I made a soccer, which is a Ooh. gram flour. Yes, you may know it. It's uh, very popular on the Côte d'Azur in South France. Um and it's a. it's made with gram flour. And it's basically like a wrap. Often you can get it and it's crispy. Uh, mine wasn't quite so crispy, it was around the edges, but it's a very nice Alternative to bread was the reason for making that. Looking at ways to, yeah. you know, kind of uh, alternatives to having wheat, maybe, just be a little bit more mm. varied from one day to yeah. another. Obviously, yeah. as is the case and we've seen and heard, bread making is through the roof. Um, and yeah. I'm very happy yeah. to say that yeast does seem to be more available now in the shops. It does, yeah. yeah. So that's that's been that's been great but just generally just sort of like looking i've never been one for looking at recipes and going by the book no but i have enjoyed flicking through recipes and then improvising with the ingredients that i have
1: well i've got the book right here i'm
0: just going to show you it's this one here which we know and love ah oh, the yeah. Nige. nigel um, sl- and look at the top wow look at that
1: I know all labelled with whatever it is and and um marked
0: show me the title again so that i can do, we can tell the listeners nigel slater's book, the kitchen Diaries
1: yeah it looks i mean
0: less of a book, it looks like an encyclopedia is it a bit like the larousse
1: oh I, I love it it's not really it's a it is a diary so but it's got recipes um. And so, you you know, there aren't sections about anything. It's actually months, really. Um, So I should be looking up May. Here here we go. Asparagus and lemon risotto. Lovely. Now, I was just thinking about making risotto yesterday, funnily enough.
0: So do you think you're going Um, to follow that through?
1: Have you made a risotto recently? Yes, we
0: have risotto rice. Big fan of it. Yep, Yeah. Very easy thing to do. And again, I think a risotto is quite a fun thing to sort of improvise with, the things that you have.
1: You do need um, homemade um, stock, don't you? You do need to have a
0: decent stock, absolutely.
1: Uh, You do, yeah. Oh, yes, it's it's very um, sort of zen, isn't it? Because you can't leave it, you have to stand there. Yes. uh, All the time and have your stock next to it, just simmering so you can ladle it in hot.
0: Yes, Um, chop it up.
1: Strawberry mascarpone tart. Oh...
0: Speaking my language.
1: Yum, yum, yum. And the the crumb, it's got a crumb base. How about this? It's got butter and almond orange or sweet oat biscuits. Mm. That's going to be the base.
0: That sounds like a traditional cheesecake base. And now I am being shown the picture of it and it does look sensational. Yes. And
1: think of all that lovely uh, mascarpone, I would think probably with... um, little bit of vanilla extract in it and a little tiny bit of something or other.
0: And the kind of thing you might secretly make just for yourself and eat the whole thing, or would you be... Uh...
1: <laughs> well, it's healthy, all those strawberries.
0: Exactly. And the mascarpone yeah. full of so, calcium. So, anyway,
1: I'm looking at a book. I'm cheating, really, but I am no, getting no, it's inspiration fine. now.
0: But the idea is that you, you do have your faves that you go back to, your recipes that you go back to.
1: You right? do, yes. It, you... I saw one there. Um, zucchini and dill cakes. And that's a bit like the, um, the ones from the Middle East, isn't it? Where you grate the, oh, yes, that's exactly it, yeah. You grate the um, um, courgettes and you add chopped dill and uh, crumbled feta cheese Oof. and um, some garlic and everything. And then you form them into cakes. You can press them into one of those rings and then yeah. you, you fry them. Oh, my goodness, they I mean, are like amazing.
0: A, do you mean like a crumpet oh, uh, ring? Oh, and put
1: mint in as well.
0: Would you, do you mean like a crumpet ring? Yes,
1: yes, yeah. that kind of thing. Or you could form them into sort of burger shapes with your hands, I suppose. I no, think they're cool. easier if you press them down. from.
0: And there's enough liquid to bind them, is that?
1: Yes, because all the water from the... Um, the
0: zucchini, and the courgettes.
1: Yeah, I, mm. I don't know if he adds an egg. He might add an egg, but I, love I, that I don't idea. think I add an egg.
0: Do you know what but I might throw in think- there as well? I might throw in a pea or two in there.
1: Oh, Yes. Well, he's now. got spring onions. Nice. Ah, oh, yes, no, that's right. An egg and some flour. Ah, oh, that
0: there we go. They're to the bind the, to bind. the key binding. In, 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 yes, yeah, exactly. That's the, the, the key one. binding experience.
1: And there's a picture there of the. I've made them many times, but not from this recipe. Actually, I've made the one from um Claudia Roden.
0: So they sort of have a texture and a consistency or certainly a look of a falafel or a light burger type oh thing.
1: they're they're lovely they I'm are very very so delicious yes and i put mint and dill
0: yeah we were just talking about how you know now is the season that we're transitioning into many many different types of salad um and i've been working with bulgur wheat a lot recently as well Yes, I like bulgurit. It's a very nice alternative to other sort of pulses and rices. But of course, what we do have a lot of at the moment, thanks to Mr. Bellina's uh, nimble hands, is kimchi.
1: Oh, wow. Delicious.
0: So we've been having quite a lot of kimchi jjigae, which are, you know, these incredible stews. I um, mm. had a smoked fish a uh, kimchi jjigae, uh, which Ooh. was baked in the oven in a lovely earthenware tin um and also a kimchi pancake that what reminded me your little zucchini cakes. things cakes yeah reminded me of of the, the kimchi pancakes are
1: oh great. I want to come and live at your house
0: well you can certainly and have a now. have
1: a week off cooking
0: <laughs> you can certainly pop round I'm sure we can we've got a big table so you can be more than two minutes away <laughs> obviously you can't stay yeah. over though you can't stay have over you too. have
1: you made any shakshuka i beg your pardon have you made any shakshuka what's that it's um it's again it's it's um sort of middle eastern lebanese um deserty kind of thing and it's it's quite hot uh, it's peppers tomatoes that kind of thing uh oh, and then you uh put it in a um when it's uh, all softened and Stewy, like a lovely, a soft stew, and then you put it in a baking dish and put an egg on and put it in the oven. Yeah, I
0: love that. Oh, it's delicious
1: and lots of chili and stuff, hot stuff,
0: paprika. Now we did something with that recently. What did I do with that? And I cooked an egg on the top. Big fan of a fried egg on top of something cooked in the oven. Oh, it's
1: lovely, isn't it? It's It's
0: a whole other dimension
1: it is it is indeed it's the way to eat eggs i
0: think really maybe some very deliciously cooked sort of um fried mashed potato because you can never have enough butter
1: oh no no you can't no you can never have enough
0: butter So you you make your mashed potato with the butter and then perhaps the day after when you've got a little bit left over then you forge that into cakes i might put a little bit of a spring onion in there and again mold them into the shapes and then just give them a little sp- spruce up and yeah. some melted butter or maybe some aromatic olive oil oh I'm absolutely sorry.
1: whenever i i um, cook potatoes or um, and vegetables particularly green vegetables for dinner i always make too much
0: yeah on purpose especially or
1: yeah, on purpose, yeah, for the next day. So I can do exactly that.
0: Mm.
1: And it never fails, especially with a fried egg. Ooh. Feels slightly naughty, I have to say. A little a bit, bit of fried naughty. egg? No, the, um, yeah, the whole fried thing, you know.
0: I think it depends but, on what the fat is that you're using.
1: Yeah, and not too much. Then you have a, a really hot pan. Yes. And... Um, and not too much, you know. I usually use butter and oil, but I have to be careful. Sometimes I overdo the oil, yes, and it's too much. What's you need still? it sort of dried, dry and crispy.
0: You do need dry and crispy, yes.
1: Mm.
0: But, of course, the different oils have different boiling points, temperature points at which you can. So, some of them have a higher frying yes. temperature yes. than others. I think coconut's got an incredibly high temperature, so it's really good to yeah. fry with. Very quick
1: and it's really
0: that's lovely for pancakes, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm a big fan it's of um, rapeseed oil, actually. I,
1: I, yes, I like the idea of rapeseed oil. I really don't like the taste. Oh, really? Well, when I put it in the pan, I think, mm, mm. you know, um, but um, yes, it's the thing to use, really, isn't it? I think olive oil for to use raw, and yeah. then um, mm. rapeseed oil for cooking or coconut.
0: Well, sunflower?
1: Sunflower is good, yeah. Yeah, mm. sunflower is very nice. Very delicate.
0: And I like the taste of a sesame oil, I have to say, as well. Very nutty. Well, I'm,
1: I'm, yeah. What do you use sesame oil when you're doing um oriental food? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Something that's a little, yeah, with the kimchi stuff. I, I think
1: it's, yeah, it's quite quite um, strong, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, it works. I like that. It's a, it's a nice little yeah. addition. To a dish, it creates a nutty flavour. Just takes it. Yes,
1: home. yes, that's, that's true. Yeah, we've gone a bit fruity today, haven't
0: we? Well, that's all right, isn't it?
1: That's okay. Yeah, fruity, I mean, to be fair,
0: you know, it's, if it's not that, it's gardening. So
1: that's true. Yes, isn't that's it? that's one's life at the moment, isn't
0: it? Exactly. Um, what have you got growing for us at the moment?
1: Well, I've got strawberries, broad beans, tomatoes, cucumbers, rhubarb beetroot and there's something else i've forgotten runner beans and yeah i think that's it yeah
0: that's it that's incredible
1: i know what about you
0: um well, you gave me some beetroot, so that was very exciting. You also gave me some tomatoes, which is, and you also gave me a rhubarb, which I'm very excited about. And I cannot yeah. get over how quickly the leaves grow on this little baby rhubarb. So I'm very know. excited about that. Yeah. Um, I've also, I just sort of acquired some other herbs as well. So I've got some sages and some rosemary and some mints, which is fantastic. Loads of potatoes, quite a big fan of potatoes here.
1: Yeah, me
0: too. Potatoes, tomatoes, rocket, some salad y things, the beetroots, nasturtiums. They seem to be happening anyway. i quite like a nasturtium leaf in a salad. And
1: lovely.
0: All- chard, and indeed some some beans as well, which are working their way up the fence as we speak.
1: Wow, lovely.
0: Um, I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how much there will be in terms of quantity though. I always have this great um ambition that each year there's just going to be hordes and hordes of vegetables it's never quite never quite gets to the um quantities that perhaps would be ideal however tomatoes i did have a dirge of tomatoes last year Um, and it is amazing again what i do love especially having the internet is is being able to look up how to do things with funny straggly bits of leftover or surplus of this or the leaves of 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 that um and I I do love I love well I love not wasting things but I also really enjoy you know trying stuff out like that which is it's a great way to pass time for me I just love pottering about you know either in the kitchen or the garden so between the two I'm probably going to be taking one thing from one place to the other um yeah I have had a huge going back to the elder that one you sound very boring Huge amounts of fun making both champagne and cordial this year. The, mm. the mm. elderflowers are just beautiful. They're so they're so plump this year.
1: Yes, I, I agree with you. They look so lush and healthy. Yeah. This year, I think probably because of a lack of pollution. Could be. Um, and uh, no, they're just so inviting looking, aren't they? Yeah and and the, this tree is dripping
0: with them amazing they're,
1: they're weighing it down you know that's exactly
0: it and yeah. i've never i've never really observed that quite so much and i just find stuff like that um i'm a pushover for mother nature doing amazing things so i
1: know really cuz actually um in previous years I've, i when i picked elder you often find um you have to wash it in salt water because first because there's so many tiny little bugs in it and um the stuff I've picked already for other people to make elderflower cordial, there's there's
0: no bugs at all. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it, yeah. I've always moved away from, you know what I do, I usually turn them upside down and actually hand pick each one, which I know is time consuming, but I sort of have this idea in my mind that if you rinse them in water and salt water, you're going to lose some of the flavour because you sort of lose some of the... Well, you might be right. I may be making that up, but... uh...
1: those Those bugs don't seem to shake out, I've tried. But I haven't seen any this year, so maybe there aren't any this year. Isn't
0: that interesting? Contrast of the mm, the elders this year. So,
1: of course, there's the the berries too later. Any any thoughts on the berries? Well, I think wine might be nice.
0: I have. I definitely. That's as far as I've got with the berries. Um, Yeah. I have got, in fact, I've got wine currently from the elderberries. And what I will say is that it's a very, if you you want to make a cheap uh, hooch, an elderberry hooch is a very easy way to make it. Not a bad, not a terrible wine, but it certainly will uh, make you merry. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, I can imagine, actually. Um, uh, Somebody was telling me the other day about um, uh, elderberry gin. Um, is very nice, apparently.
0: Elderberry in, used instead of a sloe? Yeah. yeah. Ah, something to think yeah. about for later on in the yeah. season. Never thought about that.
1: No, no, I haven't either. Um, but in, in here it says in my book here, uh, where, where was elderberry? I've got elderflowers here in all the recipes. Um, and also you can pickle elder buds, elderflower fritters, of course.
0: And uh, yes. what, um, yeah, in a light uh, tempura basket,
1: elderflower, elderberry pickle. Talk about
0: through that. The, yeah, tell me more about the elderflower pickle.
1: Elderflower pickle it's um, brown sugar, black pepper, ginger, cider vinegar, mace, seedless raisins. Ooh. Sounds actually right, meat onion. Actually, that sounds rather lovely. Well, I mean,
0: I, would, I like all those things. I might try that. i definitely err uh, uh, towards a cider with a mother in it, you know, proper oh, traditional definitely. country yeah. forage thing. Um, and speaking of which, hopefully the next time our listeners hear from us, we will be talking with the lovely Georgina from the Rye Health Food Store. And she is going to be talking to us about herbalism and all things herbs.
1: Absolutely fascinating. Please don't miss it, listeners.
0: No, but in the meantime, pray for a bit of rain. It would be good to have a bit of
1: I hope. I hope we, we get a hit tomorrow with the rain. I think it would be yes. very disappointing if, if we don't get any. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to a day off from watering at the allotment as well.
0: Do you have yeah. any tips for watering? Just to, for, a useful, well, useful tip. And, first and tip is on.
1: don't hurt your elbow. That's the first tip, because okay. it makes watering a nightmare. You can only do it with one hand, and right. it takes forever.
0: Okay. Second
1: tip. Well, here's the one I stick to at the allotment. is don't use a rose on the end of the watering can. Mm. Um, and aim <clears> the spout right at where the plant goes into the soil. exactly And that way, the water apparently runs down the stem. To the roots and it gets it if you use a rose or you water all around the plant mm. especially in this weather it goes into the surface of the earth and evaporates exactly. so the plant doesn't actually get any exactly or very little
0: exactly that's my oh. hot tip great i second that hot tip any adventures yeah. planned for the rest of the day
1: oh i'm making i'm making um uh, a couple of um tarts I've made the pastry oh. and blind baked it. So that's Great. the hard bit done. So the next bit, the filling is the easy bit. Asparagus, feta cheese, mm. uh, creme fraiche, mm. mm, that kind of thing. Maybe some cheddar with one or tomatoes. Yeah, but the, 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 the choice is endless.
0: Great. I love a quiche.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah,
0: can't go on with a quiche or a tart. Well, maybe yeah. I don't know. Yours are strictly tarts, really, aren't they? So they're not really quiches. I think you cross the threshold of quiches by putting eggs into the mix, don't you? Um. Well, you well say? I do
1: put eggs in. Yes, I I, I think a quiche mm. is um a, a very, very precise French thing, isn't
0: it? Specifically. Oh, yeah. oh, I see what you mean. Interesting. Well, I'll look that up and clarify that.
1: Yeah, OK.
0: Well, have fun with your tarts.
1: Well, you have fun whatever you do.
0: I'll be pottering. And all your
1: lovely food.
0: I'll be pottering about. I'm
1: going to go and have fun with
0: that now. Well, it's lovely to see
1: you. (laughs) Oh, you too. All right. See you soon. Have a lovely time. Bye. Bye.